Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kenny Pickett is old. Mason Rudolph is trade bait. And Mike Tomlin gets this. It's all in your Steelers minicamp news. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Two Steelers milestones occurred this week, and they're very much interlinked. First, it was rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett celebrating his 24th birthday. Happy birthday, Kenny! The second is the start of mandatory minicamp with full-blown Steelers training camp looming on the horizon. These events are bound together because 24 is, quote, old for a first-round rookie QB. But Kenny Pickett was drafted by the Steelers precisely because he was the most experienced pro-ready quarterback available. Pickett comes with five years and 49 starts under his belt at Pitt. The Steelers, which share a building with the hometown college football team, watched Pickett's progress every single year, every step of the way. This brings us to mandatory minicamp, where things start getting real. In the coming weeks and months, the Steelers' quarterback pecking order will solidify. The looming competition between Pickett and Steelers free agent Mitch Trubisky will determine who lines up behind center in Cincinnati on opening day. Given Pickett's, quote, advanced age and all that experience he supposedly brings to the Steelers, having him wait behind Trubisky doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. At least to many team observers, it doesn't. At pick 20, Pickett was the first QB off the board, a commodity the Steelers haven't had since Terry Bradshaw. In the post-Ben Roethlisberger era, Pickett's already been anointed the face of the franchise. So why wait to start him? Much of the answer will be up to Pickett and what he does in camp. But Mitch Trubitsky will also have a very large say. He comes with his own pedigree of being drafted by Chicago second overall in 2018. And he seems a perfect fit for Matt Canada's Steelers offense. By all accounts, Trubisky's been thriving as the number one QB in practice, including establishing great rapport with the team's new stable of stars in the making receivers. In short, Trubisky just might be too good to sit down. Yeah, Mitch is being paid what amounts to backup quarterback money on his two-year incentive-laden Steelers contract. But if his QB skills finally live up to his sky-high draft status, 
Trubitsky could state a strong case as the Steelers' long-term starter. Some might say this is the dilemma most teams would love to have. But a lack of clarity at the starting QB position can be deadly for a pro football team. As many observers like to know, you either have one starter or you have none. Maybe this is why a growing number of national NFL pundits are advocating for the Steelers to drop the quarterback competition and more or less declare Pickett the starter. That ticking you hear is Father Time reminding Mike Tomlin and company that their rookie is 24 years old. Not ancient by any means, but out of the mold for the typical NFL rookie. Yet so are the 49 starts Pickett brings with him from Pitt. This should help make his case as the Steelers starter. It certainly factored into the Steelers' careful calculation when they took him at pick 20. How Pickett handles himself and the football in camp will be the final piece of this Pittsburgh puzzle. Offensive coordinator Canada, whose system took a backseat to Big Ben's preferences and limited skill set last year, is yearning to finally and fully install his offense. He has two quality quarterbacks he believes can thrive in this movement-heavy system. But he wants the best of the two to be the starter. After all, Canada's job is the one most on the line as he enters year two calling the plays. The Steelers' offense has been retooled to be a juggernaut on the ground and in the air. Weapons abound. With all of this at his disposal, Canada can't afford another pop-gun attack of two-yard swing passes. Clearly, he wants the best QB at the controls. And Canada won't be on board with just simply awarding Pickett the job by default. But it won't be his call. It will be Mike Tomlin's call. Canada admitted as much in his comments for how the competition will be judged. Here's what Canada said on the subject at the outset of minicamp. Quote, what makes it the best? Is it taking care of the ball? Is it making plays in the red zone? Is it leading the team? That's certainly a Coach Mike Tomlin decision that we're all going through every day. Right now, I continue to compliment Coach. The plan is clear. Right now, we're just getting better. We're putting our offense, a lot of parts of our offense, in. Through all that, we'll find the guys we think are the best fit for each spot. Quarterback is certainly the one we all like to talk about, unquote. Yes, Matt, we do like to talk about it. But all the talk surrounding another Steelers QB is not whether he will start, but rather where will Mason Rudolph land in a trade? Steelers fans know all too well what Rudolph is capable of, and more precisely, what he's not capable of. They don't want to see any more of him in this year's camps and preseason. They want him gone. But the Steelers now have a new team who will be swinging player personnel moves going forward. General Manager Omar Khan and his new assistants look to be biding their time in order to reap the biggest return on Rudolph. Already, one team seems to be an intriguing possibility as a Rudolph landing spot. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who saw their backup QB, C.J. Beathard, go down with a potentially season-ending injury. 
Rudolph, with a winning record as a Steelers starter, could be a comfortable roster insurance behind second-year Jags QB Trevor Lawrence. How much would Rudolph's insurance be worth in terms of future draft picks sent over to the Steelers? Well, several seasons ago, the Steelers pocketed a fifth-round pick for Josh Dobbs from those same Jaguars after then-starter Nick Foles went down. Believe it or not, Steelers fans, there will be a market for Mason Rudolph. And depending upon what occurs in camps and in the preseason with fragile quarterbacks across the league, that market may even be pretty hot. Omar Khan would clearly love to exploit it. So stay tuned. Finally, it wouldn't be camp time without a national media outlet trying to stir up a Steelers controversy. This time, it's the Steeler-loathing pro football focus, and their latest swipe is at none other than Coach Mike Tomlin. Now, Tomlin remains sainted by most national NFL media, even if some Steelers fans are less than convinced of his coaching decisions and bona fides. So it was a stunning to surprise to see Pro Football Focus release its rankings of current veteran coaches only to have Tomlin pegged all the way down at unlucky number 13. The rankings riled up yet another Tomlin debate, both among national NFL commentators and the hard-to-please Yinzers in Pittsburgh. It's as if a QB competition in the Berg isn't enough to keep the sports radio shows popping. Well, we've rounded up all the best takes on Tomlin, the Pickett-Trubitsky battle, and Rudolph as trade bait in this mandatory edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my Steelers print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As usual, it will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the Steelers debate to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. According to plenty of pundits out there, it's a foregone conclusion that Pickett will be behind center when the footballs fly for real at the start of the regular season. Here's Brent Solbieski with Bleacher Report saying any other message out of Pittsburgh, other than Pickett being the Steelers' starter, is simply a, quote, song and dance. He writes, quote, the Steelers can avoid the same old song and dance by allowing rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett to sashay his way into the starting lineup without any resistance from veteran Mitchell Trubisky. Head coach Mike Tomlin can save his breath when considering the usage of any outdated cliches about how Pickett must earn the spot through a competition. Instead, the Steelers already said the quiet part out loud when it comes to how they view Pickett as a prospect. He's ready to play now. Quote, it's almost like he spent his rookie NFL season at the college level and really mastered it, said former Steelers manager Kevin Colbert, who selected Pickett with this year's 20th overall pick before retiring. Quote, Coach Pat Narduzzi and Coach Mark Whipple provided Pickett with an opportunity to take that step in a pro schematic. And it's easier to project those type of players and those schematics to our level. It's not that the others that play in a more college-type offense can't do it. It's just more guesswork, unquote. Another solid line from the outgoing Colbert on possibly why Pickett should start. Now we go back to the article from Bleacher Report, which continues, quote, Pickett is already 24 years old and spent the last three years with Whipple as his offensive coordinator 
as Colbert has noted. Whipple is a 42-year coaching veteran and previously worked with the Steelers and Cleveland Browns as quarterback coach during two of his stops. Pitt employed a system with pro-style concepts, which should make the transition a little less difficult. Quote, I don't know if it's the easiest transition, Whipple was quoted as saying, but it's pretty much easier than maybe Ben Roethlisberger had it or other rookies that I had in Cleveland, unquote. So says Bleacher Report, quote, the idea of an actual quarterback competition is farcical. It's simply ingrained in the fabric of football after making a change at the position, when in fact Pickett is an older prospect with an understanding of pro-style concepts, and Trubitsky is being paid like a backup quarterback. His $3.7 million salary cap hit this season ranks 33rd among his position group. The bottom line for Bleacher Report is Kenny Pickett is now the face of the franchise. So why not treat him as such? Make him the starter. Well, it's a strong argument. And really, that was the calculation that led the Steelers to pick Pickett number 20 in this draft. Now for an even more authoritative voice on the Steelers, here's the Athletics' Mark Caboli. And according to his early QB depth chart, Pickett shall prove to be the number one arm in Pittsburgh. He writes this, quote, The Steelers felt good enough about the Pitt quarterback to make him the 20th pick in the draft even though it was less than two months after they said many of the same things about free agent Mitch Trubitsky. Tomlin said what was expected, and he didn't even come close to ordaining Pickett as the week one starter, but you don't use that kind of draft capital and talk openly about the impressive maturity of a rookie quarterback without having every intention of allowing him to start immediately. The good thing about the situation is that Trubisky is a very similar quarterback to Pickett. They do the same things well, so if Pickett does need extra time, then Trubisky could seamlessly fill that gap without altering the offense. Besides who takes the week one snap, the biggest question is whether they will keep Mason Rudolph around as the number three quarterback or save three million by moving on. More on that in a minute, but right now, Caboli's depth chart reads this, Kenny Pickett and then Mitch Trubisky. Enough said, there is a strong argument for making Pickett start on week one. But of course, for every Pickett promoter, there's a naysayer saying the Pitt product should wait to start behind the veteran Trubisky. And advancing this QB strategy, they point to the Steelers' schedule, which is front-loaded with some stiff early season competition. Among those advocates for Pickett to wait is Tim Benz, who writes this for Trib Live, quote, the Steelers begin the year with a road game at the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, a home date against the New England Patriots, then a Thursday night road game in Cleveland. After potentially a slight let up against the Jets in week four, the Steelers have to go to the reigning AFC East champion Buffalo Bills and then have a home game against the defending NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, of course, Tom Brady. The Steelers' coaching staff will never admit this, but the six-game stretch to begin the season will definitely weigh into their decision-making when it comes to how much playing time they want to give to the rookies, particularly 
with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. How couldn't that be the case? Think about it. That six-game stretch to begin the season features this. Three games in 12 days to start the year. Two of those games are road divisional contests. The other is against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Four playoff teams from last year, including one conference champion and three division champs. Games against both Belichick and Tom Brady. Tough tasks, especially for a potential starting quarterback in his rookie season. That difficult schedule throws a wrench into what has always been my fallback argument in terms of how the Steelers should handle their decision about who will start at quarterback. I've long said that all things being equal, they aren't equal. In other words, if Pickett is in a 50-50 battle with Trubisky or Rudolph, then the team should go with the guy who is the future franchise QB right off the bat, and that is Kenny Pickett. But that schedule gives me pause. It's just too compressed and too challenging to throw Pickett into the fire. I think it may be the case that he should wait. It's a cautionary tale, and it's told by Tim Benz with Trib Live. But will it play out? And who will play quarterback to start the season? That's what minicamp is all about, and it's certainly what training camp in the preseason shall determine. Now, the one who won't be a starter, despite his early offseason status, is Mason Rudolph. As for where Rudolph will fit into the Steelers' QB depth chart, chances are he won't fit at all. In other words, it's just a matter of time before Omar Khan and company line up a deal to send Rudolph to a quarterback-needy team in return for future draft pick consideration. Could that team be the Jacksonville Jags? It's possible. But the smart money says to wait and see what other teams suddenly need a pro passer with multiple starts under his belt. Yes, Steeler fans, Mason Rudolph does have value, believe it or not. Here's SteelersNation.com analyzing the Steelers' strategy regarding Rudolph. Quote, while the Pittsburgh Steelers won't likely be looking to make any moves on the quarterback front just yet, it appears they could have a familiar trade partner already lined up. During mandatory minicamp, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost backup C.J. Beathard to what appears to be a serious knee injury. According to multiple reports on the Jacksonville beat, Beathard was carted off the field after spending several minutes down on the turf. Beathard is in the second year of a two-year contract he signed with the Jags last offseason. He previously spent time with the San Francisco 49ers, and Beathard was slated to be the primary backup behind second-year QB Trevor Lawrence. The free agent quarterback market is pretty slim right this minute. Cam Newton, Josh Rosen, and A.J. McCarron are all available. Newly retired Ryan Fitzpatrick could possibly be lured out of retirement, but it's doubtful. And you'll recall in 2019, the Steelers traded then-third-string QB Joshua Dobbs to the Jags in exchange for a fifth-round pick. The Jags became desperate for a backup when then-starter Nick Foles went down with an injury. Regardless of how you feel about Rudolph, he's still a winning quarterback in the NFL as a starter. And if Dobbs could command a fifth-round pick, there's no reason the Steelers wouldn't be able to get something for Rudolph when the time comes. And if the time is right and the need is great enough, 
that something could be considerable. Now, if Jacksonville is interested, they'll get to see Rudolph up close and personal in the preseason. The Steelers will travel down to Jacksonville for their second preseason contest on August 20th. Mark that date down. And that is all great information on what could be the Steelers strategy with Rudolph from SteelersNation.com. Now we turn to the big scoop, or what I like to call the big diss, on Mike Tomlin. And it's reported by Sports Illustrated and SteelersNation.com. First, here's the setup as described by Sports Illustrated. Quote, Pro Football Focus released their list of the league's best head coaches. And despite consistent success, Mike Tomlin fell to the second tier, ranking 13th out of the 26 veteran coaches. Tomlin was included in the second tier, which was labeled, quote, good coaches. And he was lumped in with Cliff Kingsbury, Pete Carroll, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Vrabel, Frank Reich, Mike McCarthy, Sean McVay, and Brandon Staley. And that's listed in order of the ranking. Quote, if this list were to consider how well a coach manages a team off the gridiron, Tomlin would undoubtedly be in the top tier, PFF wrote. Quote, his defenses have been consistently strong, but he suffers in these rankings due to having one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL throughout his head coach tenure to lead his offense without consistently elite results, unquote. And this is my side note, uh, you know, without results in the playoffs, especially. That is a big Tomlin knock. Now, Tomlin is the second AFC North coach on that PFF list, and he follows John Harbaugh at number two. Harbaugh was at number two on that list. Kevin Savansky of the Browns was ranked 19th, and Zach Taylor 22nd. Of course, we all know who was first, Bill Belichick with Andy Reid as third. Now, that's all the setup from Sports Illustrated, and needless to say, that ranking is generating controversy. And among those debating it and Tomlin's position at unlucky number 13 is pro football talk with Mike Florio and Chris Sims. As Steelers Nation reports, the two did their own mock draft of head coaches after the pro football focus ranks were revealed. This is where Tomlin gets the love he's accustomed to, especially from the national NFL media. Florio selected Tom as the fourth quarterback in the back and forth with Sims, and Florio had this to say of the Steelers' head coach, quote, there are a few NFL head coaches I would respond to. They want their players to respond. This is a guy who has been doing it since 2007. Never had a losing season. Always finds a way to make chicken salad out of whatever is thrown in front of him. Lose your quarterback for the season. Still compete for the playoffs. Offense is down. Still compete for the playoffs. Defense is banged up. Still compete for the playoffs. No excuses and just a kind of alpha male personality which says stand at attention and run into that wall and bounce off the wall as the case may be, unquote. Hey, that's some you know good summary. and. Notice, though, he said compete for the playoffs. Florio didn't say anything about winning playoff games, which has been a Tomlin Achilles heel and acutely noted by fans in the 412 area code. Now we go back to Steelers Nation, 
which writes that Florio often does extol the virtue of the Steelers organization and recognizes the leadership qualities that make Tomlin a successful NFL head coach for a long time. But then Sims jumped in and agreed piggybacking off of Florio's statements. He added this on Mike Tomlin, quote, The best motivator, the best communicator in the sport, pretty good at managing the football game, doing things that way. There are always tough, always physical personalities he has to manage. He is not always in control of that, but he was definitely high on my list, unquote, from Sims on Tomlin. And of course, the bottom line for Steelers Nation is both Florio and Sims agreed strongly that Tomlin was easily within the top five coaches in the NFL. And with that, balance was restored, Tomlin's rep was polished anew, and all was right with the national NFL view on your Steelers head coach. All Mike Tomlin has to do now is prove his worth with a surprisingly successful Steelers season that will include a now rare playoff winner too. Hey, we'll see. And we'll keep covering right here on your Steelers Update podcast, which is fresh every Wednesday. So sign up for the podcast, get it automatically wherever you get your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.